You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit To Theater Geeks Anonymous, the podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. Now, we'll take a break from our usual episodes to bring you this intermission sode. It's a time. It's okay. So, this is December 2022. Mm-hmm. This is an intermission sode, as you yes. know, because you probably you clicked sode. on it. Intermission sode. Intermission sode. <laughs> intermission sode. And, and we're just going to start talking about the two shows that are hot on everyone's mind right now k-pop and ain't no mo okay i am obsessed with k-pop like the I musical genre the music like music yes. the, okay. the genre uh-huh. right the genre okay it it makes me so happy mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. i first moved to new york and i was living in washington heights i did not have cable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh I would try to find the stations that you could find in your tv with just like the little antenna of your tv right Mm -hmm. and so there was one it was like channel 58-6 something silly like that Uh, but they played a lot of music videos and a lot of those music videos were k-pop videos so like I I got a huge appreciation for it because like first of all the the music is it's a slap ready uh but also the dancing and also yeah. just the aesthetic like I love the aesthetic especially of the girl k-pop group it's just like every spectrum of femininity all on stage I just love it I love yeah. it makes me happy makes me <laughs> giggle and laugh and I sing along with it even though I have no idea what I'm saying <laughs> hey I know several people who love k-pop the music genre um I don't, I don't even think I listen to that much like pop music period anymore. Um, (laughs) But I was really excited about this show because I'd heard such good things about it when it was at the public. And um, so I wanted to go see it, but you know, I had no, I didn't end up having time because it closed so fast. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, did I send you um, the annotation of the Jesse Green critique that was done by Howard? You sent me a Playbill article. Okay. So, um, Howard Ho. So there's a young man named Howard Ho who did an annotation on his Instagram of the K-pop, um, critique that Jesse Green did. And I will see if we can figure out how to put that in the notes. Okay. Um because it it'll be like a link to that Instagram post. And in order to read it, you have to like I have to do the two finger enlarge, but I read through it. 
and it is really fantastically done. Yeah. And it really lays out exactly why that critique was problematic. Sure. And of course, um, you know, the New York Times wrote back and was like, we found it to be fair. I that was the biggest eye roll moment for me when you are being <laughs> confronted by the group of people that is affected by your words yeah. and you are saying, nah, it's fine. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I this is 2022. I thought we were better than that. I mean, it it highlights why we need a more, I mean, some people want to do away with critiques, period. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't mind that actually. I I think you're one of the people I know that like, and honestly, I probably hear that from more actors than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm honest, because the other person I'm thinking of in my head who hates critiques as well as also an actor. (laughs) Um, Well, it's like, it's almost, okay, I'm going to tell a story that seemingly has nothing to do with what I'm about to say or with what we're talking about. When I was uh, just out of high school, I was doing a show and there was um, a guy in the show that was about a year younger than me. And I loved this guy. And he was joy, joy incarnate. He was just, Mm -hmm. I loved him. But the conversations surrounding him were how he was gay and how he was, he was going to grow up and he was going to date boys and whatever. And he wasn't out at that point in time. And so like, my concern was that what you're going to do is you're going to put that on him. And then he's not first either going to be able to make the decision Mm. to come out on his own, Mm. or he's going to be so influenced by what everyone else is saying that he is a going to going to come out when he's not ready to, or B not come out at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So my reasoning for telling that story is because I feel like critiques do the same thing. Mm-hmm. they set a certain tone for the show. Mm-hmm. And if you are relying heavily on those critiques uh, for whether or not you go and see a show, mm-hmm. then that influence is going to either A, make you not go to see a show at all, or B, go to see that show tomorrow because it sounds really awesome. Or mm-hmm. C, well, the reviews were really great, so I don't have to go see the show, mm-hmm. right? And then it like it, that it, though that influence then affects the entire production when not everybody has been given the opportunity to even see it, right? Yeah, I have mixed feelings about critiques, and the reason is because the advertising of shows has not caught up to what audiences need in order to make an educated decision about whether or not they want okay. to see a show, right? I'm like not I'm. Saying- Yeah, I'm privileged in the way that like I have tons of friends who love the theater and go see shows. Sure. So I get unsolicited advice about what's good, (laughs) what I'm going to like, what I should see all the time. Right. And sometimes solicited advice. Right. Mm -hmm. There are people who live all over the country who don't have that. Yeah. And so their only way to make and try to make the most educated decision they can about what they're going to spend hundreds of dollars on Mm -hmm. is by reading a critique. And so my issue is that I wish what actually would happen is that advertisers 
instead of advertising the shows the way they do, which tells you nothing about the story. It only says who's in it and the title. It doesn't, what people actually want to know is what is happening on the stage. What is the story? What is this about? Yes. (laughs) And, and so far that's not happened. Mm -hmm. And so all a lot of people have is a critique, Mm -hmm. which you are correct, skews them to a way that like, it's frustrating because the show could really be something they loved. But they're not going to know that because all they have is the critique to make a decision. Right. So, and just kind of to finish your thought on that, because this is what I was going to say, was that I love being able to read articles about what the show is about. Right. And you can do that without critiquing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. I mean, so like that is still a possibility. You don't you don't have to pass judgment on it. You can just tell us these. This is what it's about. This is what you're going to see when you go without any spoilers. Yeah. You know, this is what you can expect if you buy a ticket to this show. And I I I wish there were it's just that's not that's not terribly accessible. No. Now. I think it is kind of coming into the social media realm where mm-hmm. you've got the show's hashtags. So there is a little bit of that now kind of starting to trickle into the mainstream on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even um, the, and maybe that is what the advertisers should focus on. Like instead of uh, any, cause like, I'm sorry. Well, that's like read, how Beetlejuice was saved. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that's how Be More Chill got to Broadway because yes. the kids, the kids didn't care about, kids don't care about the critiques. Like the right. teenagers don't care what Jesse <laughs> no. Green thinks. That's no. not how they're buying their tickets. I want to go up to the stage door, see a QR code, open it up and see pictures of the show and hear snippets of songs. And yeah. like that would be, that would be ultimately where your best money is going to be spent. Although I will say I, I was, I'm surprised this show didn't do well because again, I know so many people who love K-pop. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like it is a massive, massive thing here in America. And there were actually K-pop stars in the show. And I heard like (laughs) the jams were smacking. I don't know. That sounds like some, I don't think I said that right. They slapped. All right, Auntie Ebony. (laughs) Oh, gracious. Oh, I'm 80. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yes, I heard those songs were lit. Yes. (laughs) And so I'm like, why? Why didn't it? Yeah, like, why didn't it catch on? Like, why? I don't understand. I'm so. I know. I don't know. You would imagine that like there would be this built-in audience for it. I don't know. Yeah. That didn't care a, a beep about what Jesse Green thought. Right. And so, I, you know, it's like we talked about stick fly and the poor advertising mm. that happened there. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm interested. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm interested to know was the advertising utilized in a way that would have reached mm-hmm. like my niece Talon right. who 
is obsessed with (laughs) K-pop. Sounds like my kind of gal. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't, I should text her and see if she even heard about this show because she knew about Be More Chill. Yeah, she did. She knew about Be More Chill, but that was like, that was like all over the socials. I remember that being all over the socials. That's how the kids made it, powered it to Broadway. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know what happened to this musical. I will tell you in my experience, I only saw ads for it on my Instagram feed and on my Facebook feed, but that's because the algorithm shows me theater stuff, right? So if you don't have the same algorithm that I do, then you wouldn't have seen it. And to be perfectly honest, I don't look at the ads on top of cabs anymore. And if I do, I'm like, oh, Bridges of Madison County. Cool. Whatever. I I had no idea what that show was about, but I saw that thing on every cab in in New York City. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, that doesn't help us make a decision on what to see anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is like, I, I want to see pictures and videos and like an actual representation of what that show is like yeah. six six has done a brilliant well, job that's the thing i'm marketing. like why what why didn't i this don't know get six i don't know and and oh we should make that and put that in a t-shirt get sixed <laughs> But no, it's true. Like six was everywhere. It's still is yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You are hearing the songs. I cannot stop singing them after I've heard them because they're just yeah. constantly playing on a loop in my brain anymore. And they're great songs, which is why I'm okay with it. But like they, they did it. Can you think of another show that's done that amount of like social media pressure? No. And, and like, you know, they had the cast recording and I remember like the cast recording was on billboard charts and stuff before the show got here. Yeah. I mean, that's really how, how, and it's still, it's like hard to get a ticket still. Mm -hmm. I'm really sad. I'm really sad. I really wanted to see it. Everyone I know who saw it, loved it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm upset. But I, I recommend you all go to Howard Ho's Instagram page and you'll see it. It's the New York Times and in huge red letters across the um, the picture of K-pop. It says annotated and it it's fantastic. And we will try to put those in the notes so that you can go see it if you haven't <laughs> seen it already. Yeah. But it's a real eye opener. And I'm really I'm sad about that show. Yeah. Um, it's not going to get better quick because the next one we're talking about is ain't no mo. It's a little more hopeful. That show is still open Yes, and is now running until the 23rd of December, right? Because Jordan Cooper like wrote a people and said, we're talking about wanting new works on Broadway and I have a new work on Broadway and it's flailing. And so black people have showed up and bought out show after show after show. And that's how that show got a whole nother week. I love that so much. It's the best. It is the best. This story is giving me hope about folks. It's giving me hope about like, I, the community is like, the baby wants to be on Broadway. So let's help the baby stay on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's the youngest, also youngest playwright ever. I love that. Yeah. Well, and the show itself is incredibly diverse. Yeah. Incredibly diverse. 
and the story is like amazing. And it's just, I, I, friends, I need everyone to go so that when I get back in January, I can go see it. <laughs> I'm going to need everybody to go see Ain't No Mo while Ms. I'm Queen, gone. Miss Queen Latifah, so, can you buy out another performance? Please, please. <laughs> So oh, fingers we'll crossed on that. Yeah. I know that's, that's one where I'm, I'm concerned, but I, I'm keeping hope alive. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. See when I get back, <laughs> it's like, there just was not enough time between Thanksgiving and leaving for Christmas for me yeah. to just see everything. It's hard um, to get tickets this time of year too, though, because that's right. when kind of everybody goes to see right. shows, which is great because it's like a big boost. But uh, I mean, for me, it was more time because those two shows, yeah, like K-pop announced, like it was like the Tuesday before they were closing, okay, and they were closing that Sunday. It was oh. a super bummer. Yeah, they didn't even like just give it some, give it a chance. <laughs> it was such a bummer because the producers wrote the New York Times, and yeah. that was the New York Times answer to anyway. Okay, so I hope ain't no mo. We're still in the hope space. <laughs> yes, we're still crossed. bringing in hope. Like we're still, like, come on, you can do it. You know, <laughs> like I'm feeling really, you know, good vibes. I'm not even a good vibes person. I'm a pray person. But like right now, it's like also good vibes. You know, good vibes is just another word for divine intervention. Yes. <laughs> I'm like putting it in for Jordan to be able to keep his show. Yes, and. Um, so I can see it in January. Okay. So then <laughs> next, we're just going to talk about like what's coming next year. Yeah. I'm not gonna, there's a long, long list of things that are closing that were already set to close. Mm -hmm. Like 1776 is closing in January. Um, Beetlejuice is closing I mean, in it's, January. It's all women in 1776. And I, that's probably why it couldn't find an audience. It, I, well, wasn't it limited already? Oh, was it? No? oh yes. I think it was. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Was it not? I don't know. No, because I think when they initially opened, Oh, I don't know. Wasn't there something like they weren't in? Oh, I can't remember. Now I'm thinking that it was like in a different theater that was a limited run and then they moved, didn't they, to the Broadway? But I think that that might be wrong now that I'm saying it out loud. I don't know. I, mm, I mean, 1776's version has its own controversy. Have you oh, seen? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> We're not going to get into that because this will be, be a three-hour conversation. Know, right? if we get in this season, y'all, there has been so much tea, so <laughs> much tea. We could do a whole season on just the 2022-2023 season and all the yep. flipping tea it is hot about tea. what has opened. It is a crazy hot mess. Okay. So, and 1776 is also one, if y'all don't know, you could look it up. Okay. You could yeah. look it up. All I'm going to say though, is that like, I was not surprised because <laughs> I probably have said on this podcast, I felt like it was a little bit of a money grab. I'm not going to lie. Mm. And so the fact that some people were not feeling 
safe mm-hmm. in the making of it, not a shock. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Cause this, again, this would be three hours <laughs> and we know. keep talking about all the tea. Okay. Can I tell you what I'm most excited for? Tell me. In the opening of 2023. So yeah. Sweeney Todd is going to be opening in 2023 mm-hmm. with Annalie Ashford, which is, and Josh Groban, which is very exciting. The thing that I'm most excited about is Ruthie Ann Miles as the bigger woman. I cannot express to you how freaking wonderful she will be. I love Ruthie. Love her. Ruthie and Anna Lee. Yeah. I, Anna Lee is one of the funniest human beings. <laughs> Truly. Alive. <laughs> I, the woman has had me in so much pain laughing. <laughs> I, I got to see her in kinky boots and okay. like the whole time. Cause I didn't really know who she was at that time. Yeah. And I was just like, what is this woman? But yeah. I loved her. She was amazing. I did. <laughs> she was I, so funny. She's so funny. I didn't see her in kinky boots, but I saw her in, you can't take it with you. Okay. <laughs> God, how me almost fell out. <laughs> almost fell out. And then the next time almost fell out was. When she was in a Midsummer Night's Dream, My, we were laughing so hard. I like couldn't <laughs> breathe. I'm telling you, she's so funny. She's so she funny. funny. She's going to be like her and Ruthie. It's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to so be so good. good. Um, okay. So then, <laughs> right. So there's that one that's coming January. No, that's February, 2023. Okay. We have. A Doll's House with Jessica Chastain. We have Pictures from Home, which I love Nathan Lane. So I'm excited about that. I love Danny Burstein. I'm excited about that. And, oh, I know who the third woman is or the third person is. It's a woman. What's her name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know her. She's super well-known. I just read the story. So let me see if I can find it while you're still talking. Cut this out. Cut out my, okay. it fell out of my brain. Like Natalie? What, nope, uh, it's definitely not. Something with a W. I know there's a W in it somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. I know. What's the name of it? Zoe Wanamaker. Wanamaker, that's the W. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <sighs> okay, Zoe Wanamaker. So it's yes. Nathan Lane, Danny Burstein, and Zoe Wanamaker. It's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, And then just this week, there was the announcement about Merrily We Roll Along transferring to Broadway. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sad slash happy and sad because Hal and Steven loved that show so much. They were so devastated when it totally like flopped that they never, ever worked on another show again. And they were best friends till, till Hal passed away. Yeah. They were still best friends, but they never worked on another show. And, and to see like, you can't get a ticket to this off-Broadway production. People are selling them for thousands of dollars. Wow. Yes. Well, I mean, look at the cast too. Yeah. You've got Daniel Radcliffe and Jennifer, uh, Jonathan Groff and Lindsay Mendez. Yeah enough said (laughs) like duh that works I mean like I don't know like I would never have like thought of those people outright but then I was like yeah yeah of course it's those three yeah (laughs) 
Duh. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not shocked about the transfer. Like I saw yeah. when it sold out that fast, I was like, oh, this is transferring to Broadway. Yeah. It's going to be a limited run. I think like there's okay. no possible, I mean, there's no way Daniel and, and Jonathan, Jonathan can stay forever. And yeah. I don't know if Lindsay's show is still happening. So she probably also can't stay okay. forever because she was on a TV show as is Ruthie. They're on the same TV show. Um, I don't know if it got canceled. I don't know anything about that show because I don't watch it, but I do love Ruthie and I love <laughs> Lindsay and I know they're on a show together, which warmed my heart. That's what I know. Um, so it's transferring in 2023 and, um, I, there's a small chance I might get to go to the off Broadway. Ebony is not paying thousands of dollars, No, <laughs> uh, but there's a small chance I might get to go. And so if I do, I will take that chance. And if I don't yeah. I'll just wait for the Broadway transfer, okay. but I do love, you know, I love it for a small, like intimate theater. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love yeah. it for that. And, um, what theater are they moving into? Um, let's see if it says. That was the only one that didn't have a hyperlink. <laughs> it's because, the words written out. I mean, when I tell you it was just announced, it was like, oh. it was like, uh, okay. No, I'm glad that you like said that. Thursday, I Friday. I mean, it, it was, but... no, awesome. it wasn't even, it was like the end of last week. I mean, okay. it was so, so recent. recent, but let me just see. Cause it could have, um, like, I mean, it's going to be one of the theaters that's being vacated. So you've got the majestic, you've got, uh, where did Beetlejuice move to? It's in, um, the hotel. Oh, um, the Marriott. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you've got then you, okay. Marriott, Marriott theater would be a good choice. Cause that, even though it's huge, it does feel a little more intimate. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I saw Drew's drowsy chaperone there. I did too. Yeah. It was really good. I, I love that show. I also, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation for another day, but I also <laughs> love Bob Martin and yes. you all will oh. soon realize why I extra love him because turns out he is one of the nicest, best people of that you will ever is. experience. I would never have anticipated that was anything other than that. Cause he just, he's who he is. Like I knew that he was that person on stage. Like he is that person in real life. Such a, He's such so charming. a good human being. Well, and then when you heard that, like he wrote the show for his wife, like it's just, I love it. It's so sweet. It's, it's so great. He's wonderful. It's not saying yet. Oh, okay. So Maybe I mean, they, they sure... might not know, but it's, I mean, yeah. it's going to be one of, one of the empty ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one because I've only, only ever heard the, um, recordings. Yeah. I've watched the best worst thing that could have ever happened 3000 <laughs> times. Uh, like I'm trying to piece it together through osmosis or something. I've watched the concert, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I would love, I really want to see the show. I love this yeah. show. I also love Daniel Radcliffe. I got to see him in how to succeed in business. I hear, I heard he was absolutely fantastic in he that. Was, I, he was stunning. Now the, <laughs> I think my favorite part about it was not, not only that he was a true triple threat during that show, he was hoofing along with everybody else on that stage. But the part that I loved the most is that after those incredibly energetic dance numbers, his cheeks were so pink. <laughs> 
It was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh, you're a person just like me. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, he's great. I mean, he kind of kills that kind of classical musical comedy vibe. So he's going to be, he's he's amazing in this. I'm, I can't, I even, even having not seen him, I know that that's true. I'm just, I'm so sad that Hal and Steven aren't here for it. They're watching. They've got a cloud together watching from above. <laughs> Can you imagine? They have a cloud. They've, they made themselves a little chase lounge Stop. out of clouds. They've got their cloud popcorn. I'm like, if Jama listening, can you cartoon about that, Jama? <laughs> that can be on a t-shirt. Oh my god! And it, I would buy that. Sitting on a cloud couch, eating cloud popcorn. House <laughs> little glasses on top of his angel head. Oh my god! I love it so much. So, uh, Jama, if you're listening, can you please make a cartoon of that? Please, Gemma, we will do anything for you if you will just make a cartoon of that for our t-shirts. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's a good note to end this intermission. So. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening, geeks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Your intermission sode has now concluded. Shut up, sit down, and turn off your cell phones. Or we'll tell Patty Lapone. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.